Yo, 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 it's your boy DT, yo, DT, Unfiltered, Uncensored. Today I got two special guests on the show with me, lifelong friends, known them for over five plus years. We've been down the road, basketball, coaching, travel basketball. I mean, we're like brothers. We don't talk often because we, all three of us are super busy, but we came together tonight to talk about NBA playoffs, and we definitely want to talk about what's going on right now in the second round. Uh, I want to welcome to the show first, my boy. Uh, he coached with me since 2015, I think. Um, now the boy everywhere, everywhere. He ain't in Georgia no more. Uh, welcome to the show, KD8. What's going on? And also I got my other boy on the line. This is a star high school player. Now he's playing overseas, so he's professional. So he knows the game. He plays the game. He coached me. Probably, I think he coached me a few years. I think he's too busy um, playing overseas basketball. Welcome to the show, Daniel Roach. What's going on? Just a regular guy. All right. All right, guys. I'm glad I got you on because, you know, we haven't talked about basketball in a long time. So it's been a long time time. for this conversation to come. And I know Daniel's, I know Daniel's thrilled about right now what's going on in the playoffs because we know his his favorite team actually just clinched the uh, Eastern Conference um um championship. Uh, well, Eastern Conference, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Eastern Conference champion. No, they uh, they clinched a spot in it. I mean, I rephrase that because I want to predict nothing because you ain't gonna predict that. So real quick, let's first talk uh, about um the first the um Heat versus the seventy six. So whoever want to start off. Go ahead. I mean, let's discuss how this went. What y'all thought? No, I think we definitely got to give it to Dan over there, Mr. Heat fan, favorite player, Dwayne Wade himself. So, so, so. All right, let me put it like this. Go ahead. Let me put it like this. From the get go, from the very jump to start of the season, I told everybody to watch out for Miami. Everybody's like, oh, you're a Miami fan. What do, oh, you're just saying that because Miami. No. Because if you look at them from start to finish, how they're put together, with you having Spolstra, Pat Riley up top, and then you have you bring in a Kyle, you bring in a Kyle Lowry, it was a steal. You bring in a PJ Tucker, which who, who should never walk from Milwaukee. Victor Oladipo is potential to come back at some point this season. Then you had a Tyler here, you had a Duncan Robinson, you had a I can keep I can go on all the players, but. No team in the league is deeper than us, truthfully. Like, we can literally go 1 through 13, and you can swap out anybody and have no problem. That's what we did this entire season. So when you go into the playoffs, where our starting lineup barely played, I would say, a third of the season as a whole, and so everybody's got ticked, everybody's doing what they're doing, and it's just, we're, we're going. And so with the series versus Atlanta first, well, we, that was we, let, let's let's skip over that because that wasn't even a damn series at this all. Series, like, no, I know, no, no, it wasn't. The series versus Atlanta, that was that. This series versus Seventy Sixers, everybody told me, "Oh, well, if Joel and B's there, it's that third. There'll be a problem." No, it didn't matter if Joel and B was there or not. They don't have enough firepower to beat Miami. Who's on their bench? Well, I mean, 
I mean, even with Atlanta, I mean, like I said, Atlanta is one of those teams that you just hope is going to get you there. Just like, you know, a person that can't jump, they don't have hops, they got hopes, and that is Atlanta right there. No matter who they get, how their season goes, when it comes to that postseason, they don't they don't show, they don't prove nothing. They Bro, never do. Wait, wait but hold Miami on, hold on. I, 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 had a, I had a lot of people DM me on Instagram because they said, oh, Trey Young took him to the Eastern Conference Final last year. I said, you, he, you, he did, but I mean, he what did they do this year? So that tell me last year was by luck. Because this you year, they were I mean, playing. last year was you gotta think. Last year was a lot of it. A lot of teams were coming off an injury. You had the bubble after you had the bubble. Right after the bubble, you had that first year. They limited the games. So I mean, when you limited the game with someone so young that is talented, yeah, he's gonna go far. And then with a dysfunctional Sixers team, I mean, they that was their best chance of winning. And then they hold on, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. they beat New York. But it's New York. Like, I mean, let's just be My honest. Where has New York been it's, relevant? It's, it's, it's nothing. They beat nobody. Like I yeah, said, so Miami, Miami showed that Trey Young is just, like I said, he, if he, he's not knocking down shots offensively, he's useless. Like, literally, he's useless. So, so let me get y'all real quick. Do y'all think he's a top five point guard in the league? No. No, not Thank at you. all. And, Thank and, you. And, and, and the reason being is, for one, Trey Young, you know he's a he's a good point guard. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely definitely all star caliber player. But at the end of the day, he is a huge liability when it comes to defense. He's very undersized, which is it. Miami Heat really exposed the hell out of him this year. Um, he's undersized without Clint Capella or a big that's going to be you know even remotely dominant or close. I mean, he gets most of his assists off of lobs. Let's just call it for what it is. It's not like he does the best amazing passes like Chris Paul passes, Luka Doncic. But no, he gets the most majority off of lobs. When you take away that lob player like they did this year in the playoffs against Miami, you get what you get. That's just all I'm going to say. Great offensive talent, but that with that, you know, it comes with the responsibility of you need to be top-tier offensive talent. He's not better than at least top 10 players in the offensive in the league. Not better than Luka, not Devin, Devin Booker, not better than Giannis. So it's like but yeah, he's an, he's a better than average player. But let's try to stick to the second round. I'm gonna be honest, and Daniel, I'm gonna tell you this: you're gonna be surprised. I had the uh, I had the Heat sweeping the um, 76. I didn't think the 76 was gonna oh. win the game because uh, see, I, see, see. I know I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Because originally I didn't think Joel was gonna make it back. I didn't think he was gonna make no. it back. But then when I thought he made mm. it back, I still didn't think he was gonna um, make a um, big uh, impact because of the two injuries, one to his hand, one to his face. So I didn't think he'd make a big impact. But they surprised me. But I still think James Harden, as we all say, and I know me and Chris talked about this earlier, James Harden is an overrated shooting guard to me. I don't see the same James Harden I seen back when he had Dwight Howard in um, Houston. So people still looking for that same um, James Harden. And like Joel said, if you're looking for the James Harden from Houston, we don't have that James Harden. He was true for even though James probably didn't like that shit. I mean, for, 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 for one. I, even for the jump, I told Chris, I was like, well, the thing about Miami is Miami likes to BS a little bit. They BS in the playoffs against Atlanta. And they dare show BS against Philly. Because they're like, bro, I was like, bro, they're not going to sweep them. I was like, they may give them 4 1, but they should, should be over with a six. I was like, obviously, they won the first two games. Then but they lost two games in a row. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about Seven, in Philadelphia. Yeah. They lost oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. They lost this that's the same. So they won the first two. They lost last two. They stopped bullshitting and they finally just handled business. But even then, I didn't like how they hand, I didn't like how they finished the last game. You're up twenty something, fourth quarter, 
and you let a team with three minutes to go try to fight their way back in the game and lead go down to 10. Like, them little slip-ups against a much better team is what causes you the game. That's just, that's a perfect example of what, the fuck, what happened to the Celtics. I would just say, I mean, my biggest thing with Miami, he, I, I mean, yeah, they're great defensively, but my biggest problem with them, I think their scoring is slightly overrated as well. I mean, game one, they shot what nine for 36 from the three, 25%. And then the game three and four, they shot under 23%. If they're playing against a team like the Celtics or the Bucks, they're not going to compete. They're just not. It's just not. That's not going to cut it. I don't care who you have on your team. You may be deep enough, but when you're shooting nine threes out of a whole entire game with that many deep players, you're telling me no one can hit at least three threes per game? Duncan Robinson came off the rotation off the two games like it was nothing. I mean, your, your, your leading scorer, Tyler Hero, is barely averaging, what, 15, 16 points a game? Which, you know, it is Jimmy. This is Jimmy's time. But, I mean, at the end of the day, this is not going to work against so the, South, the Celtics or Bucks if they advance, my question whoever is, advances from this. My question is, were we surprised with the results of the Heat versus 76? No. I mean, not really. I think I, I think it was – I mean, me personally, I thought it should have been a sweep or a gentleman sweep. I didn't expect them yeah. to get two games. Um, but, like I said, with the Heat shooting so poorly – <laughs> what can you do? I want to ask y'all one question, then we're gonna move over to uh, move on to Golden State versus Grizzlies. Do you think James Harden deserves a max contract? No, that no, I'd say hell no. If you want me to be serious, the man shot absolutely terribly. How do you score eleven points in the first half, not score at all? And this ain't the first time this has happened. That, that's true. Why does he deserve a contract? Just, just why? What, what do you, what do you think you're gonna get out of him? Daniel, I, I want to hear your opinion on that because he's older. Do you think he deserves a max contract? Ooh. Remember the performance the last two. Everybody's, seasons? everybody's always saying that. But at the same time, are you not talking about the same player that's top five shooting three three point makes of all time? People don't pay attention to that. He's still t- he's top five three point man of all time. Like he's James Harden. He's his game is obviously not what it was in Houston, but in Houston he shot thirty five shots a game, the, every single game. What, well, he didn't, he didn't his, do that. But he what, didn't do that in at all in this series. Well, I'm gonna come. No, 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 I, I said I said I'm, no, 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 I'm saying that was in Houston. That was his job. He goes to Brooklyn. He's he's along a, a, a set system with Katie at the top, Kyrie at the two. And he'll be the third person. They have nobody else on that team. Everybody so you thought that's more. reasonable to get a contract, a max contract? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, one, one second. So there's no need for him to sit there and come to New York to sit there and try to be that guy when they already have that guy and they already have another person that's that guy. He's the person at that point needs to do whatever else they need. And he's, like I said, he's always been capable to kind of drop. At almost average a triple double because he's kind of honestly can do it all. He can rebound, he's strong, he can play. He honestly, if he really wanted to, like I said, James Harden can play defense if he wanted to. You're not moving him, he's strong. He can pass the ball, he can score the ball. But with his hamstring injury, I don't know how much is holding him back. But as far as last year, him not shooting the ball, that's just him not shooting the ball. But we're gonna see next season. I, I honestly don't know if he deserves a mass contract or not. It's James Harden, you just 
But I know I I get what you're saying, and I'm finna have, I'm finna say something. Y'all gonna be surprised. I'm going to say this. You're saying that he's the top five three point shooter of all time, and you don't know if he deserves um Matt's contract. Hell, Russell Westbrook is the number one triple double guy of all time, but he don't deserve a Matt's contract either. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think he deserved one. I don't. I think it's and I agree. Players. I think his time is bad because you you he did stuff in history, but that don't mean like LeBron. His contract come up. LeBron ain't no match contract right now. I mean, he, his time is coming slowly. I know he had like the second. He was LeBron the second. Wouldn't he wouldn't. He wouldn't take a match contract. I know he wouldn't, but I'm telling he's still not. To me, LeBron right now is not a match contract. You got to look at the next generation now. Right, right, right. Before you get away, right, right before you get away with it. Hold on, never mind. I'll come back to it about the Westbrook situation. No, we. Excuse me. You said, what? I, said, I said about the Westbrook. I said, oh. I said we'll have to come back to the Westbrook situation. Oh, I thought you said something. I said, oh, real quick, I don't, I don't do name callers on my show because I had someone do a name caller. Oh. We don't, because some people oh, call nah, me nah, nah. and they use. I said I don't do that because I'm never gonna call nobody a name on the show. Okay. No, nah, no. Nah. Let's move on to um, Golden State versus the Grizzlies. Now I know this somebody's team on the oh. call. This somebody's team. I know he's thrilled about his team. So how did y'all feel about that series? I mean, me being a Grizzlies fan, I, our goal was to get the second round this year. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like we had the audacity to win the whole entire thing. But, I mean, I'm I'm at least looking for improvement. And with John Moran improving, which also I don't think he deserved the most improved player. I mean, I think that could have became to Desmond Bain or Jordan Poole. I mean, you being a top three pick, that's expected of you. It's not something that we should be improved about or impressed about that you're putting up these numbers. I mean, that's never – we. if you're a top three pick, you should be putting up those numbers, but that's neither here or there. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, get some Warriors. I think we did pretty good. Uh, my my biggest thing with it is uh, I don't think they deserve to throw out Dillian Brooks for what he did, um, especially after what uh, Draymond Green no. did to no. – No. No. I don't think that's no. No. Outside of that. No. No. Excuse me. That is a rule. Like at, at, at a certain point, when you're at a certain ba- uh, what's called IQ. Oh, hold on, how do I phrase this? Please explain you, me, because I don't understand how the rule is. You can slap somebody in the face hard as you want to, then pull his fucking jersey down, and then act like you don't want to know what happened. So then, therefore, you get sus- you get uh, ejected from the game, but don't suspend. But for someone going to get a basic block and hit him in the air and hurt himself. Hold. Okay. Okay. Let me explain this. For one, when Draymond slapped him, yeah, I'm not questioning Draymond slapped the shit out of him. But that on the jersey. Not to, like I said, Draymond was jersey. not trying to. Chris, would you let me finish? Would you let me speak? Let Thank you. Let him finish. Draymond was not trying to slam him to the floor. He's trying to hold him up. It's ever you look and look at it. Yes, he you can't hold jersey. somebody up pulling their jersey down. He's How do you hold somebody up? Face, Chris, and then he's falling. What do you mean? Okay, okay. No if you, if oh, I slap oh, you in your face oh, oh. and I grab you, go ahead, go ahead. Let me let you finish. Go ahead, go ahead. And even then, the Dylan Brooks situation, as a basketball player, if somebody goes up for a wild open layup, a wild open dunk, you don't take their legs out. You want to know why? How do they fall, Chris? Oh. How, how do they fall? Can I say something? Can I say something? Can I say something? Please, please, please. Okay, please like so me. For one, for one, if we're going to go back to that replay, go look. He went to go for the ball, miss hit him in his head. He didn't take his legs away at all. Let, oh, let's just keep that clear off the rip. Did he didn't you, take did his legs away. Did you not hear what I said? 
Yeah, you said he took his legs away. You don't do that on a lot of the layups. I understand that. I understand that. But if he's still going to try to make the play, cool. He hit him in the head. That made him fall, and he tried to stick his hand down to land. That messed him up. It wasn't the fact that he got hit. It's not the fact that he got that. It's literally the fact that he tried to land on his hand straight, and he fucked up his elbow because he hyperextended it. That has nothing to do with him. He didn't hit any part of his legs. At the end of the day, I don't think that was deserving of getting ejected. And that messed up the whole series because you have John Morant gone now. Then you have Dillian Brooks gone. And the Warriors have a full-fledged team. Like, the only person that came out was a Gary Payton, which, I I mean, cool. Really wasn't doing much in the season. Really didn't do much in the series in general. But, granted, he's out. That's the only reason why they ejected him. And I think with him happening, that kind of ruined the whole series at the end of the day. And like like I said, job being absent is also just as bad. Oh, good question. So, with you being a Memphis fan, what does Dylan Brooks bring to your team? Defense. He's our best defensive player. I would say Jaron Jackson, but with him averaging about six fouls, that doesn't count. You're out. You're out six minutes of the first. You come in second. You get another foul. Then you come in the second half. You foul two times. You're out the game with six minutes left to go. How can we rely? What? How are you reliable? If you look at that series, who was guarding Steph Curry? It was Dylan Brooks. He's our best defensive player. Honestly, Offensively, he's very inconsistent. I give you that. He's very inconsistent. I give him that. I feel like he's a liability. Not if you're a defensive player. No, no, no. Like you said, offensively, because he's a. Let me hold. Let me bring this up real quick. I know he. I know there's several games at that point where Dylan Brooks would shoot ten plus threes a game. He's making like two, not even. Yeah, he's inconsistent. I said that, but like I said, he's our best defensive player. I'm saying that's a liability. That's not a liability, Roche. Let me tell you it why. Is. Because if for one, if you're, if you're putting if you're putting up that many shots and you're shooting that poorly on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. that's a liability. Somebody else, those shots can go to somebody else, Chris. You said, I'm sorry. You said that one more time. I'm saying if he's shooting that many shots, yeah, on a consistent basis and shooting that poorly, mm-hmm. the shots that he can, can could go to somebody else. So him taking 10, 10, 10, what? 10, 10 shots miss and making only what? Like three? No, I said threes. Yeah. 10, 10 shots making like three threes, right? That's, that's a viability. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. No, so if that's the case, then you're also saying, hold up. If that's the case, you're also saying Steph Curry is very, he's very, and Clay Thompson, because they shot just about the same as Dillian Brooks. Steph Curry don't make he don't play defense. So if Steph Curry's not making threes, then obviously yes, he's a liability. But, but okay, but are you gonna sit here and say that he's not a crucial part of that team, based off I, of this shooting? I, a crucial part of the team? Because I truly don't know. Because to be honest, know, if we're gonna be honest about that, too, Tyler Hero is the exact same. You're talking about li- yeah, liability guys. I'm not, take, I'm not taking that away from But what is – okay, but you said what does he bring to the table? I said defense. Then you said that's not the case if he's shooting three out of t- – I mean, if he's shooting poorly I said, from I, the three-point line. I, like, I said I feel like he's a liability. I didn't say Tyler Hero or Steph Curry would bring defense to I understand that, but that's an invalid point when half the NBA that are great shooters are shooting that – the amount – the exact same as Dylan Brooks. The difference is Dylan Brooks is just not consistent with it. Well, he's a, he shot he shot thirty okay. he shot thirty one percent from. Hey, two. we could we could go on circles on this. Y'all did a good. I mean, that, that yeah. was good. Going with y'all, how y'all felt about that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like um he shouldn't have been suspended because if he should have been suspended, so should uh, Draymond should have been suspended for what he did. Um, and I mean Draymond is known for that, so there's 
that's the reason why he said it shouldn't be an ejection. And then, of course, once the sh- once the game ended, he ran to his podcast to run his mouth. But I felt like, yeah. dude, you deserve it. Was a two? It was you. First of all, you slapped him across the head. Then you pulled him down. He said, "I was trying to make sure he didn't follow her." Nigga, your arm pulled. I mean, said you pulled him down to uh, your arm and showed you. And yeah, you pulled him to the ground. So how you trying to hold? You know, if you're trying to make him not hurt himself, you're like pulling up, not pulling down. So uh, that See, was well, yeah. And that, like I said, in that situation, like I said, Draymond winded his arm up and hit him. But I think at that point, Draymond knew he hit him, and he's like, "Oh, if I don't try to make this, like, make it look like I'm trying to help him at least, or something like that, or." I, I might, I might have a chance to stay in the game. Nah, it's Draymond, so he's out of there. I, I think your what? point might change if Draymond smacked you in the face and then pulled your jersey. But we, we can keep going on to the next topic. If any, if anybody, if anybody slaps me in the face, what, what you mean? Like he's ejected. My, yeah, like I said, your thought may change if he smacked you in the face and then pulled your jersey. You wouldn't have thought he was helping you. Boy, I got punched in the face overseas. This, this is nothing new. Oh yeah, we heard the stories on that. We go they don't get they don't they don't they don't get ejected, Chris. They this ain't overseas, man. This is the NBA. But, but this we, is the NBA. Okay, but, we okay, that. but you're saying Jeremiah stuff in face. My point is that next. Okay, so so we so what was y'all predictions on that uh, series? I didn't expect much, to be honest. I mean, like I said, just for us to make it to round two, that I was happy with as a Grizzlies fan. So I, I really wasn't expecting much. I mean, Golden State's looking more and more like the Golden State we know that had the great dynasty. Um, and with the Jordan Poole addition, I mean, they're they're looking great. Like I said, Clay's still not there, but he's getting there. Um, Steph, Steph's getting a little bit better, consistent. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I, like I said, I wasn't expecting us to at least at least a game six. We got game six. That's all I was looking for. If we would have got game seven, it would have been better, but – Game six, I'm happy with what we got. Let's just hope we do better next year. All right. Hey. I mean, me, my fault. As, as far as me, I had, like I said, I said early, early in the season, I said, I see Golden State coming out the West once Clay comes back. Like I said, if Clay comes back healthy, and I'm not even say if they have Wiseman, but I'm pretty sure I said, as long as they have Clay, they're probably going to come out the West. I still don't see anybody in the West beating them. Let's not touch on that yet, but I got what you're saying on that. No, I'm saying I'm saying the series. I'm saying I have like I had go say like I had go say beat anybody. So I'm saying I had go say win the series. Okay, okay, cool. Um, I think I'm gonna tell you what I didn't like about the Grizzlies, and I felt like when I watched them play the Timberwolves in the first round, it was like two AAU teams on the court together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. It was like, I mean, you got two of them. Oh. I about to say you got two of the. Uh, I want to say Grizzlies was number one leading in scoring, and Minnesota was number two. With that comes with no defense and a lot of turnovers. <laughs> right. Man, it was like watching a game at late point. That's what it looked like. But okay, yes. Man. So so let's touch on this next game, which is the Phoenix Suns versus the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Let me get my point on this because I felt like I was surprised on this. I was shocked because honestly. I I seen Luca, then I didn't see nothing else. And I'm like, you going against the Phoenix Sun, the defending um NBA um Western Conference champions last year. And for them to go to game seven, it kind of shocked me. I'm gonna be honest, it kind of shocked me because I felt mm-hmm. like they would have planned better to defend Luca, even though Luca's kind of hard to defend because he's going crazy. But it felt like um Monty would defend on uh, plan to defend him better. And this game would have probably went to five games. Mm. I would have gave Dallas one win. 
But I say it would be it wouldn't be it, it would surprise me if Dallas upset them. But I gave Dallas one win. As I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, they the first two games they they literally obliterated the uh, Mavericks and. I don't know why they changed their offense in the third, fourth, and fifth game. Not really, well, third, fourth, fifth, sixth game. I don't know why they changed it because, I mean, originally they were abusing the hell out of the uh, pick and roll. I mean, all it was is they have Aiden come at the top, Jay Crowder come at the top, and then scroll down, find that mid-range shot, and, and, and kill it. Uh, but, I mean, since I don't know if it's a Monty Williams change in the offense – uh, or what, but like this this game seven, I mean, they 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 got a lot to switch out. I mean, for one, Chris Paul has to do better. He did good in those first two yeah. games, but now that second, the, these rest of these games, the man is averaging nine points per game, four rebounds, and six assists. That's just not going to cut it. I mean, as Chris Paul, as a leading assist man on that team, nine points, four rebounds, six assists, if that was any other stat line, that would be a bench stat line. And that's not going to count it for Chris Paul. They're not going to win no games if Chris Paul's going to continue to play that poor. Yeah. Now you yeah, doing? I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I agree. Like, I honestly thought Phoenix would win the series a lot earlier. Like, uh, the latest six games, but – to me, the league still struggles with guarding six, seven point guards. So, and then with it being Luca at that, and he's just so crafty, and you just he, you stop one thing, he's gonna affect it. He's gonna affect the game in another way. He's just playing free, like is just whatever. And then his supporting cat, his supporting cast is actually showing up. That's that's the main thing helping him with Jalen Brunson being right there and being another number one scoring option. And then here and there, Maxi Kleber come off the bench, <clears throat> knocking down threes because they're leaving them wide open. And then Spencer Dinwiddie also coming off the bench and providing some points. Like his supporting cast is actually helping him. As far as Phoenix, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, yeah, like I said, they're tr- it's their turnovers, man. I mean, like I said, Chris Paul, with with you expect, you're not expecting him to have. I mean, what well, I think what they 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 had a total of almost what averaging about 21, 22 turnovers a game. That's not going to cut it. I, I mean, it's just not. I mean, yeah, I don't no. care how you look at it. Compared to Mavericks, even in the last game, I want to say game six, Mavericks averaged, what, six six turnovers? They had six turnovers that game? Yeah, that's crazy. So 20, 22 turnovers in Phoenix, six turnovers. How do you expect to win? And Chris Paul is averaging nine points, four rebounds, six assists. And then they're letting, and then they're letting Mavericks shoot 40% from three, 41% from three. They're not playing defense. They're not playing offense either. Well, like two. I said, it's always going to be the team that's closest to the 45, 45, 75. 45 from the field, 45 from the three, 75 from free throw. Whoever's closest to that is nine times out of win. And the way the Phoenix Suns are playing, <laughs> they're nowhere near that number. Nowhere near that number. True. Very so, true. So my question, what did y'all, what was your prediction on the predictions for that? I thought 4-2. I thought 4-2. Luka has been known to not yeah. play well in the second round, but I mean, he's he's his his team, and as he said, supporting cast is showing up. So, I thought four two, but it's <laughs> they got a game seven out of it. So, yeah, probably said the same thing. Would y'all be surprised if it's an upset tomorrow? No, no, not after the way anything, they've been playing. Any, anything goes. Anything goes in the play. Anything goes in the playoffs. Okay, it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter. You start, it matters how you finish. All right, so the Nets and final. And we go touch on is the probably to me the most exciting um 
uh, series uh, in the second round, Boston versus the Bucks. So, you know, I'm a Giannis fan, so, you know, I'm cheering for the Bucks. I, w- I felt like it was an uphill battle for us from Jump Street because we missing our second leading scorer on the team. So I felt like um, I, we, we got to – everybody else got to step up because we know Giannis going to do what he got to do. And we know Mil- Mil- we know um, Drew going to do what he got to do. But that means everybody else got to step up. And this last game, I was really disappointed when we got Wesley Matthews, Brooke Lopez, and Grayson Allen. They got a total of 13 points. 13 yeah. points. Combined for the whole game. How do you expect to win and you got 13 points for three players together? Nope. That is horrible. Don't I'm forget about you. your uh, rising star player, Bobby Portis. I don't know what, what happened with him. I don't know what happened with Bobby Portis either and stuff like that. I don't know if it's the fact that he's not I'm, starting no more and it kind of getting in his head. But it's Brooke Lopez, dude. You're not – come on, Google. Well, I'm going to sit 7-1, 7-2, however tall Brooke is – for somebody who sits eleven and inconsistent, no. But even then, like he still got more minutes than Brook Lopez too in the past I, two I, games. I, yeah. I feel like I have a lot to say about the series alone. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Um, for one, for one, with this series, I feel like it's a letdown because Chris and I talk about it all the time. Technically, Boston has the best defense in the league. Do we? Do they not? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is true. I said, okay. So with that being said, I'm thinking Boston's gonna have way better defense than what they're playing. Like Giannis is sitting here just tearing a hole through Boston's defense completely. Like, I mean, well, you gotta think too. Giannis is the best player in the world. Let's just call it for what it is. I don't care what you who's gonna stop him. Okay, so even at that, you let Giannis do it. Like you get you like I mean Giannis didn't get his. But everybody else on the team, on their team, you can play defense on and contain. They're letting Milwaukee without Chris Middleton compete with them. I agree. These last but, two games these last two these last two games are prime examples of how Boston should have been destroyed Milwaukee. Because they're the like I said, this last game. They handled the business and they did what they were supposed to do and made it look like it wasn't even the game. The game before that, they were up ten within with three minutes left or however much it was. They had the game controlled and oh, this, this is a done deal. But then no, they let Giannis and they let everybody else on Milwaukee get in their skin and then just eat at them. Just let them have at it. Well, well here's like, his. Oh, I was just say, here's my thing with it. I mean, like, I, I agree with a little bit, but a little bit no. Because first game, they don't know how, you don't know how to, you got to change your whole system from playing against, you know, the past team to now the Bucks. And they didn't know how to contain Giannis that first game. I mean, Giannis got whatever he wanted. And they went through, Boston went through the entire rotation just to figure out what was going on. The second game, they shut Boston, they shut Celtics down. They scored 109 to 86. They knew what they needed to do. The third game, Bucks only won by two points. And I will only say they only won that game by two points with a very poor shooting percentage. But you got to also remember, Marcus Smart got injured. We're not going to forget about he, him, him and his injury. And him with being a defensive player of the year, no comment on that. Um, 
It's, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they struggle, but I mean, you got to look. Bucks, Bucks are are really struggling right now on that three point percentage. And every time they have struggled, they lost every single game. They went seven for what three for eighteen. Game two, uh, they did win that one by two, but they went nine for thirty four. Then game four, nine for twenty seven, lost. And then game six, seven for twenty nine. It, it's like the Boston is doing what they need to do. The problem is. When you're trying to sit here double team Giannis and you're leaving somebody wide open, which to be honest, the only other person that's really scoring on their team is Drew Holiday. Brooke Lopez has fell off. Bobby Portis has fell off. Uh, Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen was shooting great first first game. I mean, first series. This second series, he did good in that one game, game one, and he hasn't done nothing since. It's like they're breaking it down, I'm but I mean, they, Pat Connaughton has need to start tomorrow. I, yeah, he's he's been doing really good off the bench, but he's always been a good play, bench player. When he starts, he doesn't do that well. But that starter's not doing so, nothing. I mean, come on, three starters, 13 points? No. That, but, that's horrible. Hey, it's Wesley oh, Matthews. Oh, oh, I don't know why y'all picked him but, up. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to tell you about Wesley Matthews. I'm going to be honest. I was one of them like people like, like why did we pick up Wesley Matthews? But the defense, defense. he ain't playing. Oh, my. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Actually, I said that. Was he not on the Bucks earlier in his career? Yeah, he was. The Bucks, they him, they yeah. He got cut from the Bucks last, early last year before they made it to the half of the went, um, went to, halfway Went to the Lakers and they brought him back. Yeah, <sighs> if he would have stayed, he would have had a ring last year. <laughs> he went to the Lakers. Yeah. Last when year. they didn't get a ring. But no, so another thing with this series, this series, like I said, it doesn't come down to a Giannis or Tatum. <clears throat> This series comes down to Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday. To a Who's going to be the first? <sighs> like I said, I always say Milwaukee's, like, they always struggle against shooting guards. Jalen Brown should be able to destroy the team. For some reason, he's not. And as far as Milwaukee, Drew Holiday has no other option but to step up and be their second, be everything that they need. Because Giannis are doing what he does, but if Joe Holiday doesn't do do what they need, they lose. So, like I said, it's either between Jalen Brown or Joe Holiday, and who's going to step up? That's going to decide who wins that game tomorrow. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, me personally, I think whoever's going to have the better three point is going to. I mean, it's displayed this whole entire series. If you got a better three point game, you're going to win this series because defensively wise. These are top two teams that are really good in the paint. They're going to get theirs. Uh, Celtics, the difference is Celtics, Celtics, I mean, not Celtics, Boston needs to average at least 90 points, um, 90 shots per game. If they're not getting 90 shots per game, they're going to struggle. Uh, I mean, I expected you, this you series. Say, you mean the Bucks or you mean Boston? You, you mean Bucks? You said Bucks. You said, you said Celtics. Yeah. You said Celtics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant the Bucks. The Bucks, Bucks need to hit about 90 shots per game in order to win because, I mean, they're, they're struggling on the – they're trying to be smart with their shots, but they're really struggling. And it's showing. Like but, you said, if you're averaging 13, 15 points off of six players, that's not going to cut it. I'm just sorry. It's you, just not. You have seen a trend with this. No one in this series has won back-to-back -back yet. No, they haven't. So, actually, uh... No, they haven't. Because, um... No, yeah, actually, no, they haven't. Boston game two, Milwaukee won game three, game four, game five, game six. So, if it if it stay in the trend, but should win tomorrow. But... I think it's gonna be. I, did, I think they should. I think they should have closed it out last night. I really do. I think they should mm -hmm. win Friday night because it's still mm -hmm. Sunday now. I think they should have closed out last night because I think it's gonna be extra hard to win in um, Boston. Boston mm -hmm. on Game Seven, but the Bucks did beat 
Didn't they? No, they didn't beat. Uh, did they play Brooklyn last year in the game or whatever? No, that was it. They only went in the game too. No, 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 no. That was my. They played Miami and um. No, they, they swept they Miami. Miami. They, 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 swept, yeah. they played Brooklyn. They played Brooklyn. But did Brooklyn. they play? Did they make it to the? Uh, did they go to Game yeah. Seven? Was it a Game Seven or? Game no, no. Seven? Game Seven was with the Hawks. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. No, that was Game Seven. Oh, that so they had a Game no, Seven. That was Game Seven. I, oh. I, I th- with the Nets, I believe it was Game Seven. Hold on, let me look. I believe that was Game Seven. So let let me know. Because they, if I'm saying, because I know they played Brooklyn Heat and then they played uh, um, Hawks. No, they didn't. Uh, they did play Hawks. Yeah, they played the Hawks in the no. Eastern Conference Final. We know that, but before that, yeah. it was the Brooklyn. I'm trying to see. Yeah, no, it to... was it was it was Game Seven. It was Game okay, Seven. Okay, so they won in Brooklyn in the Game Seven. So, like I said, it's a possibility. Hey, they they good in Game it's Seven. A, so the, we never know. A, the, no, the the biggest thing with the biggest difference it comes to at that point is. Well, I might say big difference. I said what the big difference is. Milwaukee are closers. I don't know who's gonna close on Boston. It'll be Jason Tatum if it's anybody. I just don't see them. They they struggle be, in the second be, round. It'll, it'll be Jason Tatum, but there's times where Marcus Smart comes back and be like, I I just gotta handle this. Do, do yeah, I mean we'll see. It's like, gonna be interesting. Do y'all feel like? And I think I already know Daniel answer on this, but I'm gonna ask y'all anyway. Do y'all feel like if the Bucks win tomorrow, it was a failure on the Celtics. Yes. Daniel? That's my answer. Mm-hmm. They've had yep. they've had too many times to really try to get to make it. They've made it to almost the Eastern Conference or if not the second round almost every year. It makes no sense why you can't get that edge over. You got a new coach, you got a new GM, you got you getting everything new. What more do you think you need? Another superstar? Yeah. Y'all are healthy. Y'all are, they are everything they need. They're the strongest they're going to be right now. I yeah, you're the best defensive team. Like, I definitely, this team's at their peak right now. And like I hear a lot of uh, analysts, NBA analysts saying that, how y'all not closing this out and they don't have their second leading scorer on the team and stuff that's like that. That's the problem. That's the issue right there. How? Because to me, I'm going to be honest, I was really afraid about this series because I felt like um, Boston is a tough competition and was not to have Chris is going to be kind of hard for us to get past them. But I did not. I, I kind of expected somewhere I felt like Boston was going to take the series, but I didn't think it would go to a game seven. I gave us two, two games and that mean I, I gave us both our home games, and I thought they would have closed it out probably in game six against us. So that's um, that's what I felt. But, you know, it is what it is. I thought game seven, to be honest, I thought it was going to be a great series. <laughs> Either Listen, way, Giannis is going to get it. I thought it would if we had Chris. But without Chris, I didn't I get, think yeah. it was going to go that far because I felt like uh, I didn't feel like nobody else was going to step up. And uh, as we see in the last damn game, game six, hell, nobody stepped up. But Giannis and um, Drew stepped up somewhat. But, hell, 13 points, three players, what the fuck? And then you got down um, Bobby Portis sitting on the bench. My issue, and I, I had this conversation real quick, and then we go move on to the next topic with one of my friends who was a Bucks fan. And I even said this. Why is um, Coach Bud not playing Serge Sabaka? Why? Why is he on the team? He's the only one who has not touched the floor in the playoffs. I mean, I, I, oh, I don't know. I would say my my, my uh, biggest thing with Serge Ibaka is, uh, I mean, the man hurt himself when he was on the Clippers, went to the G League, was doing decent in the G League, came back into the uh, Bucks organization after training, but it, it, 
it's just very difficult. It could be a lot of locker room problems. It could be a lot of, you know, Bobby Portis. If you look at his rotation, he's the backup of the backup. I mean, there's no need to use somebody, a backup of the backup, if they feel like they can win it without it. But if they feel like they can win without Serge Ibaka, they're going to do it. But the issue, behind it, the issue behind that is that you've got two players was a negative 29 and negative 21 on the floor majority of the game. They actually have been sitting on the bench. Agree with the with the Bucks. I feel as if I feel as if the Bucks are heavy. Like their front court is heavy. Like they're loaded in the front court, but their back court is where they're weak. So they have a bunch of players that can play that three, four, and five position, and their four men are playing the three position. Connington is really a four to me. Giannis is a four. Portis is a four. Lopez is strictly a five. Did they play anybody else? Am I missing somebody else? They don't play Thanasis as his brother, but his brother's a five. He's an undersized five. You have Babakas in there. That's six players. Bobby, uh, uh, Thanasis is almost like Frank we had on our team a couple years ago. Oh, okay. We're not talking about that. I don't even remember that, who that is. I'm not going to lie to you. Um. Oh. Oh, brother. Oh, no. 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 The Nasus is an engine. That's different. He hustles and he doesn't stop. Well, I'm saying so undersized. I like like we, he was an undersized five oh, yeah. on our team. So uh, I, I guess you say yeah. But like the then you 20. go to the front court. Then you go to the front court. You have Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. They say they have Javon Carter and uh, George Hill. George Hill. That nigga need to be gone. Well, he's been injured. He's been injured, no, man. That nigga had five fouls, zero points, one rebound. Hey, I tried. I tried to help. That I tried to help nigga him. needs to be hey, gone. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not I mean, to be you. honest, has he been relevant at the Pacers or the Thunder or the Bucks? I mean, in the past five years, he hasn't been relevant on any you, of those I'm, teams. I'm, this how I feel like about George. I'm gonna tell you. Like hold on. This, I'm gonna tell you this how I feel about George Hill playing on the team. I feel this. That's how I feel about George Hill playing on the team right like now. I said, this, like I said, this, the problem with the Bucks is they're trying to fill a void when they let P.J. Tucker walk away. When they let him walk, there's nobody on that team that can fill his void. He's well, just, hold on. Uh, that, I, I feel like I feel like you're pushing that too quick because yeah, let's just say Bucks do win this and they play the Heat and beat the Heat. It doesn't matter if they let him walk or not. <laughs> but if they don't they're win not, this series, then, not, then, not, then, not, then you could probably make that argument. I'm saying, I just feel as if they're trying to fill a void somewhere on the team. Like, they're, like I said, with the, with the situation with Serge Ibaka, I, I truly I have no idea. But I just feel like they're a team that's loaded in the front court and is weak in the back court. Gotcha. And with Giannis being so with Giannis being so dominant, he just covers her so much that you don't pay attention to it. Okay, so real quick, keeping staying on that series, we're gonna discuss Giannis versus Jason Tatum. So nah. who, who, Giannis versus Al Horford. Well, we we <laughs> yo, that one game, come on, last two games under 10 points. That's not going there. That's not going there. He, it don't matter. You know what? I'm I am i am not trying to be funny. Please don't take this the wrong way. Anybody who listens to this, please don't take the wrong Chase um <laughs> when Al Harford had that one good game, you know how when they said somebody in the hospital and they about to die, then all of a sudden the next day they full they full of energy, then the next day they die. That's how Al Harford was. I'm just sorry. That that's how wow. I'm not even. 
no, no, because he he was going to say, yeah, I said, no, he had he had that one game. Oh my god, he had a play. He had he was like, oh my god, thirty points, the most he ever had in playoff. Now he back to the Al Harper. We know two mm. points. Even you know how I feel about Al Horford. I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, even I'm saying Al Horford had that great game. Yes, but he's been playing great the entire series. I feel. He played a solid game. I don't want to give him no energy on this podcast, so let's not give him no energy because he, he's, he's in he, Like I said, I, 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 don't, I didn't like him when he was at Florida. I didn't like him when he was on the Hawks. I didn't like him when he was on the Celtics. Then he left the Celtics. I didn't like him on the Sixers. And I sure as hell don't like him on Boston either way. I think he's an overrated player. Okay, so let's go back to Jason Tatum versus Giannis. So they've both been mm-hmm. dynamic this whole season. Um, what are your take on dumb defending each other like I, I heard i seen a couple times they had to guard each other uh and as far as like as everybody said which um chris i do agree with you young is just the best player in the world right now um it was um mm-hmm. between him it was kd for a moment but kd proven in the first round to get swept by boston no matter even though y'all didn't have to gel together you motherfucking kd kevin durant you don't get swept by the Boston Celtics. You don't get. You swept. shouldn't have. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you <laughs> at least shouldn't. one game. At, at one, least one game. At least one game and stuff like that is very disappointing. He so wasn't. That, but we he know wasn't who ready for that physicality, huh? He wasn't ready for that physicality. He wasn't ready for that physicality. But we know who fought it was. I'm not gonna put all the blame on KD because he wasn't doing pull on the antics like somebody's favorite player who's on his um podcast with his favorite player who pulled antics year after year after year. But um, so. What are y'all thoughts on that um matchup and who getting the best of who? I mean, well, I mean, I don't know who wants to go first. I, I'll, I'll go first because I don't have really a lot to say about it. I mean, I like the matchup. They're going at each other's heads. I feel like in certain situations, Giannis getting the best of them. But at the same time, I feel like more so often the Celtics are getting more, the better end of it because of the fact that. They're forcing Giannis to take so many offensive fouls and play out of control. So I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like Tatum's getting he's getting the, would you say the best end of it? What were you saying? Who who who's getting the best of who between the two? Because we look at this last game, um Jason Taylor had I'm gonna say Tatum. Jason had tra- uh, he had how many? Forty six points, eight rebounds, um somewhere eight or six. But Giannis had forty four points, twenty. Okay, I'm say, yeah, I'm saying I'm I'm like I said, I'm gonna say Tatum and Giannis looks tired out there too. Tatum's forty something was he was literally just pulling up majority of the time. I'm gonna say Tatum's getting the best out of it. Giannis looks tired out there. He really looks tired. He played with. Some I mean, if it, it well, you not even that. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, Giannis is the best player in the world. And and on that note. Yeah, Giannis had 44 points, but he did it more efficient than Jason Tatum and went to the line a lot more, which helps the team a lot when you're trying to get in the yeah, foul count. Giannis's game, Giannis's game. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. He's going to end at the line. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I mean, anyway, like I said, if we're talking about who is getting the better, he's getting the better at Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum cannot guard Giannis. And if he is even trying to guard Giannis, we've seen what happened. He got bodied. It's just not going to happen. You can't stop Giannis. No one has stopped Giannis. That's why he's always an MVP caliber player. He's always has been for the past five years. Jason Tatum has been flawed. Let's call it for what it is. He shows up and he shows out up until the second round and something he's never, well, he made it to the Eastern Conference once. That 2019, when he had that, uh, everybody, when they had Terry Rozier and everybody. And outside of that, I mean, Giannis has done everything by himself. And then that's at the end of the day. Yeah, you, okay, yeah, 
you know, J- Jason Tatum has his full health team. They still don't have Chris Milton. I don't think Giannis would have to do this much if he had Chris Milton. Jason Tatum has to do this regardless in order to be a team that is depleted. So you're getting more out of Giannis. Giannis is not doing this in game seven. So, so my question it's not even that. Go ahead. It's not even that. Like, even with Chris Middleton, Giannis has to go through Grant Williams, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Switch one through five. He's hitting bodies after bodies. He just keeps banging at people. Nothing's a free walk. I get it. He's the most dominant player. Which, he's six, what, six, 11, six, seven foot. His strides like no other, like his finishes like no other. He's strong. We get it. But look how much effort it's really taking him to do it all. Like Chris Middleton or not, what's that going to change? Oh, that would change a lot. His games gonna be, it would change a his, lot. His, his, his game's going to be the same. No, but he won't, put, he won't have put so much effort out there. His game. game would not be the same. His game, his, his, bro, bro, his game, this entire season, his game has been drive to the paint. And these, like I said, two, three people gonna what's called suck in the pan at one time. They kick out. Mm-hmm. That's been their game plan. Majority but, of the all right, all right, but here's what you're not understanding. Do you not realize that they still beat Boston Celtics through the regular season? And Chris Milton had 22 points. Giannis only had 29 against the Celtics. While Jason Tatum, on the other hand, during that time, wasn't even playing, and they still struggled. Either way, if you're missing one player or not, you're still going to have to show up. And that's what I'm saying. Giannis is still showing up no matter what. He's doing it more efficiently than Jason Tatum with or without his team. If Jason Tatum's not there, Boston's not going to do it. Let's call it for what it is. Do you really feel like Boston has a chance if Jason Tatum was not on that team? No. No. Not at all. And if Giannis was not on that team, do you feel like it's not going to happen? They're going to get through. No. But the difference is... The only difference is Giannis is going to do what he has to do in order to get what he needs to get done. He did it last year and won. Jason Tatum, what did he do last year? Got beat by Miami. Last year? So my question is, how many minutes do you think each of them are going to play tomorrow? Oh, 40 plus. <laughs> they better play. I, I, I don't know because Mike Buda, you know how I feel one about them, him. You'll get... One, one, one of them is going to be a foul trouble. I mean, we'll, we'll see about that, but if, I mean, if, I don't... If, not if, if not in foul trouble, they're playing the whole game. You said what? I mean, I don't think they're going to get 46 said, minutes, but I definitely I said, think it's going to be 40 or 45. You said we're going to be in foul trouble. No, what's the last game of the season? I said one of them going to be in foul trouble. Every single game, one of them is in foul trouble. But Neither if, one has been in foul trouble. Yeah, but if... um, if, Giannis is at four and five fouls every game. But if Giannis not in foul trouble, it depends on how cold because you know, Coach Bud, he loved to get out coached. That's one of his favorite things. He loved when people out coach him. That's I think he get. He That's get what I said. I don't like him. He get joy. He get joy yeah, when no. people out coach him because I get pissed off. But he loves. It. But um, I feel like Giannis got to play. He got pulled one of LeBron games. He got to play like 45, 45 minutes. Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. If he want to win, he got to. He, have have he got. He, he has got, to have a triple double. Yeah, he got to tell Coach Bud, hey. You got to keep me on the floor. I could come out the last two minutes and at the end of the second quarter. Drew, Drew Holiday, too. Yeah, Drew got to play the long game, too, because we can't rely on down George Hill. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, they still won with them in the game, though. I mean, yeah. why are you hating on George Hill but like that for? Game, <laughs> zero <laughs> points. 
one rebound, five fouls. What the? Okay. So, okay. Okay. Hey, hold on. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. What about your boy Brook Lopez? He had two points and three rebounds <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in but, twenty minutes. But at least he had some rebounds and a he scored. Stop it. Hey, hold on. Oh, oh. He had one more rebound than George Hill as a seven footer. Wait, wait, wait. Were George Hill's fouls sacrificial fouls? Or were they just fouled by him? Uh, he was guarding Jason Tatum, just as you know. The ones he got so they were sacrificial fouls. They no, needed they, they, him to guard no, Jason they, Tatum. They switched off. They, they, they no, switched off. Exactly, they switched exactly. off. They switched off and hit down nah. He said, hey, he should say, fuck, nah. no. Hey, he said, no, 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 switch back, switch back, switch back. That's what he just did. Cause he know he can't guard Jason Tatum. He know he nah, can't. those are sacrificial fouls. He came but, and guard, he came and guard Marcus Smart. George is just a bench of clip. Why you hating on Marcus Smart now? Huh? Damn. I ain't hating on Marcus Smart. I'm just telling you, he can't guard nobody. And they they could have put, uh, what's his name? J- Javon, um, 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 Javon Carter? Yes. He played way better defense, way more efficient yeah, on the does. court. He needs to Younger. He's, Younger and stuff like that. He can keep up with some of the guys. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah a little I agree. Nat. He's a little gnat. Okay. They, they, they were talking about that. They said, why would they put George Hill into the rotation instantly and take Javon Carter out? Because yeah, I mean, that's Mike Budenhauser for you. Like I said, he did the same thing with Atlanta when they had their 60-win team and then got dismantled by the Miami Heat. Coach Bud Trash. Coach Bud and um, George. Never mind. I ain't going to go there. Okay, so we're going to move on to the second topic we're going to discuss is what Dylan Brooks said about the um, Golden State Warriors. And this is his quote. He said, we're younger and they're getting old. They know we're going to come every single year. So when that got back to the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry had something to say. And Steph Curry came out and said, hold on, scroll down, come on. Steph Curry said that Dylan Brooks says a lot of crazy things. Um, he called himself a dynasty already. So you got to figure, got, got to go figure. On to the next round. That's what we're worrying about. So how do y'all feel about what Dylan Brooks said? All right, about? now, uh, no, I'm going first. Everybody shut the hell up. First of all, I, 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 Dylan Brooks. I, 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 no, I, I, stop I, I, talking. Stop talking. Shut up. Dylan Brooks needs to shut the hell up. You don't know what you're talking about, son. I love you. I know you're on my team. Shut the hell up. They have built something that you cannot, you can't copy. You can't copy. I don't care how you look at it. Mike Brown and and Steve Kerr have, I mean, not Mike Brown, Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr have built something that is a dynasty. Didn't matter if they got another superstar or lost superstar. They're still going to be relevant. Memphis had their chance. Shut the hell up. This is one year. You inconsistent bastard. Shut the hell up before we get ass smacked every year from now on until they all retire. You, you like we we can't even get a healthy jaw, and you sitting here talking all this smack. You got Jaron. I don't even really like Jaron Jackson. If you want me to be completely honest, but you got we got a team that's just good. We we mesh we mesh well. We're doing good, but we only got two years or three years out of this. Calm down, calm down. Don't take it per like. St- shut up. You didn't even win nothing. You haven't proved anything. Why are you running your mouth to a team that's way above our level? Let's just call. I'm a Grizzlies fan, but please stop. We're enjoying our time now. We got to second round. Improve next year. Then we'll then then if you if you make it to the finals, then you can probably say something like that. But we haven't proved anything. Wait, Sam, real quick. Didn't the previous year, last year, wasn't the Grizzlies that knocked the Warriors out from playing? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we did. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna need him to just go take a seat. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, so I have. <laughs> hey, Chris said everything. I don't have to chime in. Chris said everything. How I fuck about I swear, it. Man. he had a breath over there. He he had a breath over there. Yeah, yeah. He's so annoying. Like, why would you say something like that? We're not on that level. Know your team's limits, and that's our limit. We barely got Minnesota, who ain't won nothing in 25, 60 years. Yeah, I I promise you. So why are you sitting here trying to sit here and continue <laughs> to talk smack about the Warriors? Stop it. We we need to prove something first before you can say that. Like even Zebo and Rudy Gay and Mike Conley not even dumb enough to say something like that. Why would you say something like that? And they did better than you. Come on, man. Okay, so next topic, and I'm gonna play the soundbite for y'all. We go ahead in a second. Um, tell me what was y'all thoughts on what's going on between Kendrick Perkins and Draymond Green. Let me let y'all, I'm going to play the soundbite first, what uh, Draymond said, then I'm going to play what Kendrick said, and then we're going to go from there. Here go Draymond. Oh, let me do it again. Here we go. That's scared and me in the same senses is like, Brutal, you know, but you got a big ogre on TV talking about what Draymond say ain't the gospel. It is the gospel. What I say is the gospel. And, you know, when you say that multiple times, like on, on several different segments, you must think what I say the gospel. So, you know, you got to come out and shut some guys up sometimes. And, and you know, I, I like to show... You know, when, when when you got people out there just talking out the side of their neck, you know, or anybody can make the pass Draymond make, like, that's just stupid. I mean, like, these are people who get employed to talk on TV about our game. And, you know, it's anybody can make that pass. You make that pass. We would love to see it. I, I played against the guy, by the way. I'm talking about Kendrick Perkins, for those of y'all that don't know. I, I'm never... Ducking no smoke, as the Memphis Grizzly towels say, I don't duck smoke. And here what Kendra person had to say. Ogre, whatever you, what, what you call me? Hey, listen, man, you ain't handsome. You damn sure ain't cute. Man, I've been having a dime piece on my side. My wife been on my side since the 10th grade, before the NBA logo. Before Jerry West was on my socks, I've been having mine. Know what I'm saying? That's neither here nor there, but at the end of the day, man, look, I ain't none of these other cats, man. I'm going to say what I want to say. And at the end of the day, man, like I said, you wasn't being aggressive like the Draymond of old. Yeah, you did your thing tonight, but thinking I'm going to be quiet or thinking, man, look, you got the wrong one. I ain't going to shut up for nobody, man. I don't, man, look, I ain't born none of that. I ain't born none of that. Remember that. So at the end of the day, man, my whole message to you is, man, you ain't handsome. You ugly. You ain't handsome. Don't pause. be getting on that thing. Pause. You cute because you got the NBA pause. logo on your sock and your jersey. No, pause, pause. I don't need it. No more. Stop it. Okay. Get it out. Get it out. For one, pause. For number two, honestly, I, I, I don't know if I'm tweaking or not or whatever it is, but uh, uh, Kendrick Perkins just said a whole lot of nothing and then address well, well, what Jaymon said at all. Well, well, he was talking about let go besides, what, what besides him being ugly. But, but let's let go back because basically Kendrick Perkins said and on when he was on the uh, air, he said something about Draymond is not that the old Draymond and he's not playing aggressive enough. Uh, basically, in so many words that they shouldn't have got blown out in that game. 
when they got blown out by almost 40, by 40 points and stuff like that. He criticized him on that. So basically, um, Draymond got upset um, by him saying that. So that's where it came at. And that was just um, Kendrick Perkins' response to what Draymond said about him at the um, podium when it was the club after they. Well, for one, for one, I'm not going to call somebody out of name. I'm not going to call about Ogre, even if it's at that. But even at that, the whole situation is a pause. Like, why? It sounds like two kids just chirping. You know what's funny about the whole thing? It's like Kendra Perkins is that one kid that you be like, that's why your mama a crack baby. And then Kendra Perkins, that's why you ugly. Like, you had nothing to say because you know it's true. You suck, Kendra okay. Perkins. You have, your best season was 10 points and seven rebounds, and you trying to tell somebody else to be aggressive. You, get, you know, the biggest problem that you see in today's is a lot of – even in the kids, no one likes a hypocrite. Don't sit here and try to tell me something – if you have no idea how to how to back it up. And as he said, you know, this is the people they employ. They employ some people that don't know how to back it up. Well, how is Stephen A gonna back up anything he says about anything of any player? Skip Bayless too. Shannon Sharp is one of the only few that actually play the sport, can actually say something and can back it up. There's a lot of people that they get hired oh, and, oh, and then, you know, say oh, some oh, things, can, but can, like Ken's a person is the same guy that He's now trying to get his friendship back with Russell Westbrook because of the fact that he used to call Westbrook Westbrook. I'm not calling him that, but that's what Kenny Perkins would say. And so for that, him talking and saying something about Westbrook, he's lost the friendship. And then he's about, I just come here and they they give us a, a script and I go on TV and I, I, I say what I say or say what I'm told. That makes no sense. Like I said, it's it's dumb. Like I said, at the end of the day, Draymond Green is one of the most valuable players for his team. Kendrick Perkins has never been a valuable player for his team. I'm oh going to be honest. God. And Draymond knows when he needs to be aggressive and when he doesn't. They beat the Grizzlies 4-2. Shut up! He did his job. He They hey, won. Hey, but, hey but, as, but, as Kendrick but, Perkins would say, carry, carry the hell on. <laughs> carry the hell on. But <laughs> Hey, this is what I'm going to say on this. I'm going to have to side with Kendrick on this because one thing is I don't like the name Colin. Colin, I don't like that because, like he said, Draymond, you have yeah, no, no, you can't call nobody ugly, dude. Have you looked in the mirror? And, and the only reason why you got the woman you got now is because of your contract. Because when she damn sure wasn't with you before you uh, got that contract. Um, And you know he knows that. He has to know that, that she came with him because of the contract. Um, I feel like he was being honest. I mean, I don't like everything he says. Uh, I don't like everything Stephen A. Smith said. I damn sure don't like everything that down J.J. Reddit said. He pissed me off more than anybody. Um, but um, he's annoying. What, what no, he said too much. He said like, I don't just like in general. He's talking about in general. I don't like how he, what he said about Bob oh. Cousy. That's one thing that pissed me off. But um, but what do you, what do you, what do you say about Bob Cousy? Oh, he don't talk about. He would call him trash. Talking about he um. He was like basically like he was a dishwasher and he just came out and he wasn't. Well, really basically oh, the argument oh, was that they think Chris Paul is better than Bob Cousy and JJ Reddit was like no and so they had an argument about it and he was like wait, you know back then Bob Cousy was playing. JJ Reddick was basically saying Chris Paul was a top. He should have been on top seventy five as point guards. That, that yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But, but, the thing, but, the but he he don't tag Bob Cousy like quite a few times throughout the season. And I want I want to ask JJ Reddick when the last time he got a ring. But um that's besides the point. To me, like I said, I mean, basketball, of course, is about the championship, but people always go to these ring conversations. Yeah, yeah, I know. If you want to, if you, if you, I said, if people want to go to ring conversations, bro, 
half these people, half, half these people's rings are irrelevant. Like it, it don't matter. Like yeah, oh, this is a ring. Well. But I want to get on JJ Reddick because we can have that a whole nother topic. But I, I would just that would just I was gonna lead I on love, to that. I was gonna say I love J, I love JJ Reddick as an analyst. Oh my god! I like I like some of the stuff. Sometimes I think he he get very he get very passionate, which I respect that and so that. But sometimes I think he just get too passionate to the point he say stupid stuff. But back to what I'm saying, I think Kendrick Pern just said what he had to say because he doing his job and stuff like that. And he was being truthful about Draymond, and that's one thing about to me Draymond. Green don't like when people criticize him. He get, he takes that personal and then he want to start talking shit about the person when they criticize him. Well, if you if you don't want to be criticized, you're like, what's the risk, bro? He get bad people criticize him and so like they, they do, you're playing a sport. I love you. Taking favorite player of all time for now. Right now, Young is number three. He can't move into that spot. Nobody never will take the number one spot, Michael Jordan. But you get, it's part of the sport. You go get criticized. We get. I'm gonna get criticized. Me keep willing. I continue to do the podcast. People go criticize. Oh, that's trash. Or blah blah blah. You don't know what you're saying. I'm gonna get criticized, but I'm doing it. So I gotta be able to take the criticism and stuff like that. I get criticized. Y'all been with me as a um, culture for years. You know how many times people criticize me. Players don't come criticize my subs or something. Parents don't criticize me. Is I, I had to take that because I'm a coach. So you are a player. So you got to be able to take this criticism. And move on with it. You may take it personal, fine and dandy, but it don't mean for you to call the man out his name. And that's one that I don't respect for Draymond. Yeah, Draymond nah. to me is like he's like a female in the NBA to me. He plays basketball, but he act real feminine. He in the female cause he gets No, that's Ben team. Simmons. Well, ben, we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not gonna go there. Right? We're not going there. But, um yeah, I just I think Draymond just needed to uh, charge us to the game and moved on. He shouldn't call him. He should say I just all he should come is I disagree with what Kendra said. Man, whatever I, I what I say is the Bible, what the gospel, whatever. But he need to call the man out his name. That's how I feel about that. Actually, yeah, Actually, I I agree with you. I was like, call somebody out his name. I'm not gonna do that. Especially when you look like Draymond Green. Yeah, especially when you look like you look that, like you at, at that even at that comment. Yeah, I have no comment for it. Yeah. So um, so real quick, <laughs> the last thing we're gonna touch on. Uh, we actually went over all, which is pretty good. I mean, this has been a great, a great show. Um, honestly, I mean, I'm I'm loving it. I could, you know, we could talk forever about basketball. So let's make our predictions for tomorrow. Who's gonna win and what's going to score and who's going to be the standout player on each team? Let's start off with the Suns versus the Mavericks. Um, KDH, what do you think the final score going to be and who's going to win? Um. <sighs> See, it's it's a tough one because, like I said, at the end of the day, Maverick flops and Phoenix. I just don't know what they're doing. I mean, I would I would personally still go with my gut and say Phoenix, who should have won the series a little earlier. I think Phoenix should still win it tomorrow. Um, so what's the score? It, uh, it's uh, if I had to guess, it's going to be in a hundred and five. Let's see. I I don't know what their over and under is right now, but uh, I would probably say they're going to be in the hundred ten. 100, 110, 105, somewhere around there. I mean, it's uh, – What would you think? 205. Score? Hold on. 205, so, yeah, that means they're probably going to score about 102, 103. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a low scoring. I'm hoping it's going to be more defensive, but let's just call it for what it is. We're, we're at the Suns. I say 110, 107, somewhere around there. 110, 107, you said Phoenix. Um, Daniel Roach, what do you – what's your – uh, I feel like it's a 104 to 97. Who wins? 
I'll say I'll say I'll say I'll say Phoenix. Phoenix one of four ninety seven. Okay, so yes. depending on how the game go in Phoenix are at home. My gut is saying Phoenix is gonna win. But I'ma go against the um, grind. I'ma give it to Dallas. I'ma say Dallas gonna win one thirteen one on one. I think I think it's an even battle, honestly. I'm gonna say one thirteen one on one is gonna be an upset. And I'm gonna tell you my key player for each team, and I'm gonna let y'all give y'all a key player. Of course, for Dallas, I I know uh, Luca go do his damage. It's gonna be the role players. Exactly. They're gonna be the key players. The role players. It's gonna be them. That's gonna be the key players to the win that game. But for Phoenix, the key player is going to be. Let's see how Chris Paul bounce back. Oh, uh, the role. So you said the role players. Which role player? Um, I'm just saying the um other four in the starting lineup. I'm just saying the role players gonna be the key to the team. It's not gonna be Luca. We already know Luca go kick, do what he got to do. I feel like the role players mm-hmm. are the key to that team that go help them elevate them to win, elevate Dallas to win a game, and to keep um Phoenix. Even though I don't think Phoenix, I'm saying Phoenix go lose by double digits. I think Chris Paul. Let's see how he bounce back. But I think if they if Phoenix does lose tomorrow, he's gonna be the main topic on all shows for the next three to four days, uh, or definitely Monday morning on all NBA on, about him failing this season. So who do y'all think will be the key to the game? I'm sorry, what did you say? Who do you think going to be the key to each game, like the game on uh, Phoenix versus Dallas? Who going to be the key player for each game? Oh, yeah, the key, the key player for Dallas? Like who going to stand out? Okay. Key player for Phoenix, Chris Paul. And what about you, KDH? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I would say for Phoenix, it's definitely got to be the Chris Paul. Like I said, I've already averaged my, my heat about him averaging nine points, four rebounds, six assists. That's just not going to cut it. But um, for the Mavericks, to be honest, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna probably throw the, uh, throw it on J- um Reggie Bullock. I mean, I think with Reggie Bullock's hitting the amount of threes and hitting his scoring. They have won the game almost every single time. Jalen Brunson, I mean, it's expected of you to do what you got to do. If you don't show up, then, of course, that's an automatic loss. But, I mean, to get over that edge and beat Phoenix, I, I think Reggie Bullock's going to be the key here. All right. So, in the final game seven tomorrow, we got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are at home. Um, I'm going to start off on this. Um, my final my score of this game is I'm a Brook, I'm a Milwaukee fan. Everybody knows this. I love Giannis and everything. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. And I don't want nobody to think I'm going against my team. That's one thing I want. I want people to know that I'm not going against my team. I I love them, but I think that in order for I'm gonna just be honest. I got it 110-99, Boston win. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm I'm crossing my finger I'm wrong, but I'm going to say 110-99, Boston win. What do y'all have? Daniel Roach, you go first. I'm going to say 108 to 102. 
I would say 108 to like 101, 102, right there. Who winning? I say Boston. I say Boston wins. Okay. And KD8? I honestly think it's going to be a good defensive game. I don't think they're going to spread out their uh, rosters much. I, I pray they don't throw in George Hill in this one. Um, they will. They will. They're playing George. Hill. Javon Carter deserves his spot. I, I'm sorry. I just said about George. They play George. They play George. They play George Hill for twenty minutes last game. He's playing. Okay. They play Mike yeah. Porter, George Hill, and Pat Thompson. There's nobody else playing. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm praying they don't switch it up at least. But so we'll it's Mike Boonhauser. But I would. I, I think it's gonna be low scoring. So I'd probably say maybe like a hundred, hundred five. Boston winning. So Boston winning by five. Okay, so yeah, my key yeah. player on each team. Okay, we I already know Giannis gonna do his thing with the Bucks. I think Drew gonna do his thing. My key players, the other three uh, shitty ass starters we have on that squad, which is and they not shitty, but the way they've been playing is pretty shitty. It's Grayson <laughs> Allen, wait on Wesley Matthews and Lopez. If they could at least average ten points each, we could win. If they each get ten points. Let's say everybody get ten. Because I think Giannis goes. Who's, who's your three? Um, to get ten, I say if Yan, not Giannis, I'm sorry, Giannis, of course he'll get ten points in the first five minutes. But um, if Wesley Matthews, Grayson Allen, and Lopez all could get ten points apiece at thirty points, I think we got a chance of winning. Because Giannis go drop at least forty, and Chris should at least hit probably. He got to get twenty seven, twenty eight points and stuff like that. We can't win. But if I those three guys don't do what they're supposed to do as starters. We're going to lose the game. And like I said, I want everybody who listens to this, y'all know I'm a Bucks fan. I'm not going against my team. I'm not cheering against them. I'm just giving you my prediction from the game. I'm not going to be a biased, uh, superficial, like, oh, I think we're going to kick their butt. I mean, we don't got Chris Middleton. So I just want everybody to know that. So my key players on the, on the Milwaukee Bucks is the three people I mentioned, Wesley Matthews, Brooke Lopez, and uh, Grayson Allen. As far as the key players on, on um, Boston, of course, is we already know Jason Tatum gonna do what he's gonna do. So my key player is looking at what Jalen Brown and uh, Marcus Smart gonna do. Not Al Harper. Not Al Harper. Not him. Okay. What? What are you, who y'all key player? My key player for Boston obviously is Jalen Brown. Actually, it's between Jalen Brown and Grant Williams. I'm gonna lean it more so on Jalen Brown, but Grant Williams has to do his job. As far as Milwaukee, I say the key player is Brooke Lopez, establishing himself in that paint. If he doesn't establish himself in that paint, he's useless. True. Because majority of the time, he's not gonna get a rebound. But in this situation, he's bigger than everybody in Boston because they have no Robert Williams, they don't have the size. So he needs to dominate the paint. With him dominating the paint, now they got to focus on him, and that eases the paint. What's called that eases things up for them. So I'm gonna say Brooklyn Rivers for Milwaukee. All right, ADH, how about you? Um, I'm, I mean, uh, I guess we'll start with Celtics. I would say for the Celtics, um, I, I'm I'm merely not looking for anybody on the bench. I think, like I said, I think it's gonna be everybody else on the main guys, such as Smart and Brown. Um, Horford and Grant Williams, I mean, to be honest, they don't have to score to win with a, against Milwaukee. I don't think they never really needed to. If Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and Brown are going to be the big trio to do what they need to do. Um, and for the, as for the um, the Bucks, 
I mean, Giannis, we know what we got to expect from him. Drew Holiday being the second option, we know expect from him. From there, I, I don't really see Wesley Matthews even having a decent game scoring-wise. He never really does, so I'm not going to expect him. Um, I mean, my biggest thing is Bobby Portis. I mean, I think they have him at the position. I think they have him there. He needs to step up because, for one, this is his contract year. Number two, nine points ain't going to cut it. And it's just not – I mean – that those nine be, points are by person reach about 15. We're gonna need that. 15. Exactly. We're gonna need 15 and yeah. 15 from um Pat and him off the bench. Yeah, yeah like I said, I think Bobby Portis is gonna be the if we could if we could get 15 from Bobby and 15 from Pat and at least 15 from Brooklyn, I guess we'll get at least five from I ain't gonna um, lie to you. West. I ain't gonna lie to you. You asking for 15 from Pat Connington? No. Yeah, no, Pat, Pat Cummington been average, actually averaging 15 points this season, this series. He's been the highest scoring person off the bench. So if we could get 15 what? from him, yeah, we get 15 from him, oh. 15 from um, Bobby, at least 15 from Brooke, and we could get six from Wesley and get at least 10 from Grayson, we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I believe we could do that. But it's up to I mean, to be honest, you could you can honestly throw Grayson Allen in there too because he he was yeah. the leading three point shooter at some point in time in the in, in this in the season. If he can get you at least three threes, I think that's good enough. I mean, at least now 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 yes, the, I will say Grayson Allen. Pat Connaughton's averaging twelve points in the series. Let's look, but Grayson Allen is shooting twenty percent from three. Good lord, where did you go? That's why he they need to flip him out. But let's see how I go. To, I think if he could start, but if he doing he he's his negative is his plus minus. His negative is horrible on the floor. His minus is horrible on the floor. They need to keep him out the game. If um, because yeah, um, if you look at the plus minus, um, Pat Connaughton was a negative um minus two. So his ass should have been playing way more in the damn um Grayson Allen. So that's just me. But yeah, but Pat Connaughton doesn't get as lots of minutes as Grayson Allen. That's why I said Pat Connaughton's doing his job. It's really gonna be Grayson yeah. Allen, Bobby Portis, but and we, we're gonna need him. The we're, gonna, we're gonna need him. We, we probably not. Like I'm gonna be honest, I follow a Bucks, um, Bucks Twitter account, and they update 24/7 every during the game. Cause I didn't watch the last two games, cause I, I felt like I needed. I wanted to just. I didn't want to jinx them. Cause I felt like when I watch, I make them lose. So I didn't watch it. I just watched the um live feeds and stuff like that. And everybody been saying, <laughs> play Pat Connaughton. Morning, Grayson yeah. Allen. That's all I keep hearing. Put him in. A, he need thirty five minutes. He's doing his job. He's shooting. Grayson Allen just I don't know. He get real lack of days to call on the court sometime, and it just pisses me off. Okay, so he's always a wild player. Right. All right. Well, guys, this been a good one. We don't went over almost hour and twenty minutes, ninety minutes long. Which no, ninety minutes. No, no. I'm sorry. That's not ninety. Yes, that, that, I don't know my time. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I went an hour and 20 minutes. That is 90 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. That's 80. That's 80. 80. Okay, damn. It's late at night. Hey, it's been a great conversation. We don't touch on a lot of topics. We definitely got to do this. We got to make this weekly thing because I think it's going to get big. I think people will start tuning in and listen to the crazy shit we talk about and stuff like that, especially when we start arguing and stuff like that. That's the fun part about it. And that's why I really want to do this. I felt like us doing a podcast and we could um, continue keeping it going weekly, just different topics and talking about music, everything. It, it get good. And when people listen to it, they know it, it gonna be good because it's never a dull moment without conversation. So I appreciate you guys um 
being on the podcast today. Um, once again, everybody, this is DT Unfiltered Uncensored. You can listen to me every Saturday on the Flock 106 radio at 6 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. Eastern time. So check me out. Listen to me. Uh, I'm going to get these boys on the podcast when I'm on the Block 106, uh, the Block 105 radio. Um, I appreciate them putting me on the uh, streaming worldwide. But, guys, I appreciate y'all. And do y'all want to, like, give any kind of shout-out or shout out anything or tell anybody how they can find you on any social media? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the works right now, so we'll, we'll wait on that. <laughs> we'll wait on that. Well, but uh, go ahead. I, I would say yeah, no. Nah, but uh, again, thank you for having us. You know, no, definitely no, enjoy our no, conversation. No. Definitely, you gotta have more. Now, when you definitely when you thank come you. back in town on uh, KDH, we got y'all got to come out to the place so we could do a show here, and then we got it. Could, um, we got to do a one hour show, and then we put it on my um podcast so it could be streamed worldwide and stuff like that. We got to do a show for June because I think I I did a show already. I recorded one for next Saturday. I got two. You know, two guys who independent rap artists in um, Gwinnett County, they came out. Then I think I'm doing a show with Devin Mitchell, boy. I forgot which one. I'm doing a show tomorrow or Monday with him for the following Memorial Day weekend. So we definitely got to get a show in for June. But yeah, I'm down. I, good. Well, everybody, once again, you can follow me on all social media. You can find me on, follow me on Instagram, DT underscore. Unfiltered, uncensored. You can follow my music page, Living Legends, ENT Music. That's Living Without the G. Legends, ENT Music. Um, check us out. Follow us. Keep listening to this. We're gonna probably try to do a show every week. I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna love this. I love doing the podcast, and I I want to build up the fan base. And it'd be nice one day if Sirius XM, if anybody executive listen to us, give us a show on there so we can get paid real bit money. We can get our own show. On. I mean, I think we'll be a good trio on a on series and radio show all right well kdh and daniel roach i appreciate you joining the show with me today um we're gonna definitely keep a look at the playoffs tomorrow and we're gonna stay in contact and i appreciate you guys yeah definitely definitely all right well you guys have a good night and we're about to go out i appreciate everybody tune in check out the next episode y'all have a good one Nah, you too, man. You too. You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Damn. DT. <laughs>